Welcome to the Believe, Be Real, Be Bold podcast for authentic dating. My name is Dave Glazer, online personal trainer and obsessed with the Enneagram personality assessment. After going through a couple of breakups in 2017, I came across some really inauthentic people when dating in Denver. And instead of getting frustrated, I decided to create a community of authentic people myself. Come along with me on this path to authenticity as we welcome expert guests and real-life daters to share their tools, tips, and knowledge to help you show up as your most authentic self. Hey guys, welcome back for a follow-up episode on last week's how and when to give your date the benefit of the doubt. A reminder, you never know what's going on in their world. You have absolutely no idea whether they have family in town or friends in town or if they have um, been sick. You know, I was sick a couple weeks ago and I wasn't reaching out to anybody, you know, so you have no clue what's going on in their life. Uh, between texts or between phone calls or between dates. So uh, last week's episode was all about how to give them the benefit of the doubt and why we would want to do so. This week's episode I've been wanting to record for a really long time. Um, I'm so excited to bring uh, this topic to you guys. It is how to tell if your date is into you. And I'm going to start it off with one of my favorite quotes. Never make someone a priority when all you are to them is an option. And that's from American poet Maya Angelou. And that one resonates with me so much when it comes to modern dating is because with the swipe right culture and the instant gratification and grass is always greener or on to the next type mentality in, um, in today's modern dating, um, it's so easy to feel like you're being treated like an option. And that's never comfortable for anyone. Um, I know that I've been there before where you're just interested. You you don't know if you like a person or not yet. You're simply just interested in getting to know them better, but they're hard to get a hold of, or they're hard to not nail down for a, a second or a third date, or they're simply just not showing interest. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. It's so important to always look inward first. So before we get into the four or five ways to tell if your date is interested in you, I wanted to give you some advice on how to show um, your interest in your date. I always recommend that we look to ourselves first because it always begins with us. Um, where are we at in our world? What are our intentions? And our intentions help set our healthy boundaries. And then finally, um, our healthy boundaries and our intentions help us manage our expectations. So those are the three foundational principles that I like to talk about on the podcast. So step number one to show your interest in your date is ask genuine questions um, that are relevant to the conversation. What have you guys been talking about leading up to the first date? Have you been texting back and forth? Uh, did you jump on the phone a couple of times? What is it that connected you guys in the first place that led you to wanting to go out on a first date? And ask genuine questions about that. Uh, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely just get drained with small talk which is why we want to take, say you met somebody online, we want to take that introduction or that meetup offline as quickly as we possibly can. And this is why is because small talk over text is just like, oh my gosh, let's just get to the dance already. <laughs> so when it comes down to on the date, um, we're not going to 
start with the heavy questions. We're not going to dive deep into why I love Brene Brown or um, why No More Mr. Nice Guy as a book resonates with me so much. No, we're not going to, that's not genuine. As Brene Brown says, vulnerability without boundaries is not vulnerability at all. It's actually a type of manipulation and we're not going to go there, but we are going to ask genuine questions of our date. Um, If they bring up their family, oh, okay. Um, Where'd you grow up? Uh, What was that like? Um, What was a favorite moment or memory from your childhood? That's not too deep, but it's not too invasive. And it's simply asking a genuine question that shows interest of your, of your date. Step number two, to show genuine interest. I want you guys to show up sober excited so that you can be present. Now, I, I've i gone on dates before. Um, recently, probably a month ago, um, I got kind of pressured into a Sunday date. And I don't like to date on Sundays. It's my day to recover. It's my day to rest and relax and prepare for my busy week. Um, so I don't generally go out on dates on Sunday. I don't show up as my as my most authentic self because I am an extrovert that needs that full day to recover Um, so that I can be on point for another six days, busy, busy work weeks. Well, this date in particular had been Sunday fun day, day drinking all day, and pressured me into meeting up that evening. And wow, it was a train wreck. Like, I don't drink much. Um, I wasn't drinking that day. Um, I was spending some time with Madison, and I was dead sober. And from what I heard, she was five or six drinks in and just did not go well. And why um, we've talked about in the past of what's an appropriate amount of drinking on a first date, you know, one to two so that you can stay sharp so that you can tune into your intuition. Um, I find that when I have more than a drink or two, I do kind of numb my intuition. And on the first couple dates, I want to be really present so that I can ask those genuine questions and stay, stay involved in the conversation. Um, I also need to um, stay present in order to uh, discover th- if this person is somebody I want to go out with again. That's really the purpose of first and second dates is to determine, do I want to go out with this person again? If you want to hear the full story of how many drinks is too many drinks, head on over to Neil Merritt's I Wish I Was Dead podcast and check out the first episode where I was interviewed as their relationship expert. Uh, we talked about how many drinks was too many, and we settled on um, anything more than like one or two drinks on a first date is a little bit too men- too much because it takes us away from being present in the moment. Uh, step number three to show genuine interest in your date, uh, steadily reveal more about yourself. This is a slow-paced process. We do not dump our emotional lives on our dates, first and second date in. Um, I have been guilty of oversharing before. That's how I landed with Brene Brown and Daring Greatly, which thank God I read that book at that time. Um, I know a couple listeners recommended it to me. Um, Nick Mancini recommended Daring Greatly to me. So um, his episode, Oversharing and um, core values was a great conversation for me to have immediately after I understood how much of a train wreck dating can be when I overshare. But we're definitely not talking about oversharing here. Uh, we don't want to put our our date with a uh, deer in the headlights look or the floodlight effect. Um, but 
if we steadily reveal more about ourselves, we're going to show genuine interest because it builds trust. And over the course of the first and second date, you're not going to be able to learn everything about your date and they're not going to be able to learn everything about you. Uh, so by steadily sharing more about yourself, not necessarily the deep, dark secrets that we all have, but things that you're interested in, things that you love to do, things that you're passionate about. Can I talk to my date about um, my passion for fitness and nutrition, especially as it applies to mental health? Or can I talk to my date about the podcast? Uh, one of the things that I'm most passionate about right now is relationship theory and common modern dating. As I, I know that you guys can feel that, that that's one of my biggest passions right now. And can I actually talk to my date about um, philosophy or about uh, relationships and dating and just kind of joke around about it? You know, keep it light, keep it really non-invasive, but also steadily reveal that those are my interests so that we can build a foundation and actually maybe plan our third or fourth date off of what our common interests are. And then finally, I want you guys to show that you're interested in your date by being open and being a good communicator. What I mean by being open is you are open to receiving somebody else's love or attention or interest. Um, if you're not the pursuer, be open to being pursued. And if you are the pursuer, be open to pursuing. Um, I know that that's a huge debate in the love relationship and dating um, world is who needs to be the pursuer and who needs to be the pursuee. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find an expert that I can bring on and actually um, pick their brain on um, the polarity and the give and take and the push and the pull between, okay, uh, she hasn't asked me out in like four days or she hasn't even reached out in four days. And this is why we're bringing up the conversation today on how to tell if they're interested in you. But also being open is more of just like a mentality. It's more of an attitude of be open to learning about your date. Be open to them learning about you. And finally, being a good communicator comes back to asking genuine questions that are relevant to the conversation. Um, text as frequently as you feel like you want to. You know, I, last week's episode, I was talking about, well, uh, they text too frequently or they text too infrequently. And we do need to g give our partner grace and compassion in the very beginning, but we also have to uphold our standards too. So if our standards aren't being met, uh, I believe that we can communicate that to our partner and not uh, being needy because having standards is not being needy at all. Having expectations might lead us to behave in a needy fashion. But my standards are really high and my expectations are really low. But I need to communicate that to my date within the first two to four dates. You know, definitely not on the first date of like, oh, if you don't meet my standards, you're out. Well, you haven't given them enough time or enough benefit of the doubt to actually rise up and meet your standards or to show you that you've met, that they've met your standards or you've met theirs as well. So being a good communicator via text, via phone call in between dates can and will show your interest. All right, guys, uh, that's 
how we turn it inward. That's how we look to ourselves to show interest in others. And we might be recapping, we might be rehashing, but it's a little bit different perspective when you're trying to discover if they're interested in you. So how to tell if your date is interested in you. Are they curious? Now by curious, I mean, are they like really focusing on getting to know the real you? Do they ask questions to truly get to know you? And there's a huge difference between what this looks like. Small talk, like I said earlier, exhausts me. So if somebody on a date actually is like, hey, how was your weekend? That's like just the balloon starts to deflate right in front of me. It's like, wah, wah, wah. I mean, my, my weekends are always great. Every single day of the week is always great. I'm annoyingly positive. <laughs> Nobody else is going to be ecstatic about my life but me. So if I'm not super passionate and super excited about my life, then I've got to stop dating like right now. <laughs> so the how was your weekend is very bland, not showing genuine curiosity for me. Hey, Dave, what did you do this weekend that you are so passionate about? So the particular date that I went on that spurred and um, kind of brought up last week's conversation about giving your date the benefit of the doubt, uh, I learned that my date was really busy with work. She travels a lot. So that's where the infrequency of text was coming from. And I know, I know, I know everyone's got their cell phone on them 24-7. However, if your career is a priority, I say rock it. I say fucking go for it. If you've just met somebody and you don't necessarily know who they are yet in order to show them that that real deep connection and interest level, then I say focus on your career. If it's been your priority for two to three years or 10 years or 15 years or 20 years, I say keep fucking rocking it because you're kicking ass in your career. Now, why I bring that up is on the second date, might have gotten asked one question on the first date, which is fine. Uh, people get nervous. People don't know how to date nowadays. So they just can't connect the dots on what the other person needs because it's a first date. So the second date, the conversation of jujitsu came up because I had gotten a, an elbow to the eyebrow and it was starting to kind of become black and blue. <clears throat> so I made the joke. I pointed it out going to lunch right after jujitsu class is always a great idea for me because I'm super chill and I'm level and I'm even and I'm cool and I'm calm. And it's like, I'm in the zone. I just expended all of my angst and my anxiety and my anxiousness. And I've gotten all that, um, like that brutal force that I need to kind of expend that energy throughout the course of the week. I just got that out. But I wanted to make a joke about the black eye that was coming on. And then from there, the questions about jujitsu started to flow freely. And I was just like, oh, great, uh, showing genuine interest for one of my biggest passions. So I talk about sparring on the mat. She asked me about competition. Great, I have a competition coming up in November. Let's talk about that. You know, Do they ask questions to truly get to know what you're passionate about? I love that question. Dave, what did you do this weekend that you're really passionate about? Instead of just, hey, how was your weekend? What did you get into this weekend? It's lazy. It's boring. 
it's going to create a gap and a wedge between you and your date if it's not a genuinely curious question. All right, so is your date curious? Are they asking you questions to truly get to know you? Those are the first couple of things to tune into. Now, do they reach out in a reasonable amount of time? <laughs> this is why texting too infrequently is going to cause relationships to fizzle, especially in this modern era where our phones are always accessible. And sometimes our expectations are like, oh, well, I can reach them at any time because my phone is there. I know their phone is there. Um, that's how my last relationship went because we were committed for three years. No, you do not have an instant access to everyone at all times. If you text somebody, have grace and compassion for them to get back to you in a reasonable amount of time. However, 24 to 48 hours after you text with a specific relevant question that's curious about the other person, probably not them showing genuine interest in you and maybe they're lukewarm. Maybe they're treating you like an option. Maybe they're speaking to three or four people just as they're speaking to you. And that's what common modern dating is like. I don't know if you guys follow us on Instagram, but I just posted this meme. And let me grab my phone really quick. I'll read it off to you guys. And it says, you know why marriages used to work and now they don't? 25 years ago, we weren't texting our exes at 2 a.m. We weren't sending sexy selfies to friends of the opposite sex. We weren't texting 50 people in our phone instead of cuddling on the couch with our partner. We didn't have our next option lined up the second something didn't go exactly the way we wanted in our relationship. We worked on problems and communicated with our partners instead of posting about issues on social media so everyone could put in their two cents. You want things to work? Stop making your partner compete for your love. And when I saw that meme, I just went absolutely nuts because it falls in line with what we're talking about today. Is how do you know if your date is interested in you? Never make somebody a priority when all you are to them is an option. In the swipe right culture that we have nowadays, which is why we talk about so much on the podcast about social media and our cell phones coming in between our relationships is because on to the next. You know what? If something doesn't work out in the first two weeks, three weeks of a relationship nowadays, oh, well, I'll just go back to the dating pool because there's a thousand different people on an app or on a website or on Facebook. Now that they have a, a dating section on Facebook, I saw that 4,600 people the other day had been signed up in Denver. I am not interested in another app. I want genuine connection with one person. And if that resonates with you guys too, keep listening because I've got a huge question for you guys. All right. Besides the fact that they reach out in a reasonable amount of time, do I want you to ask yourself this question. This is the question of the day. Do you constantly question their intentions? This is your gut giving you signals that it's not right. And are you going to want to go through this new budding relationship, this new interest for the next five to six months, always questioning, always wondering what their intentions are? No, absolutely not. You're going to be riddled with anxiety. You're going to be riddled with questions. You're not even going to be able to enjoy the dating process because you have all these question marks. And honestly, guys, that's not fair to you. So 
that's the biggest question I want you guys to ask is, do you constantly question their intentions? And if so, take a little break. Don't reach out. I'm not saying test the person that you're dating. I'm not saying like, oh, well, he's got to reach out to me first. That's going to be the conversation and the debate between pursuer and pursuee. So stay tuned for that opportunity, guys, when I bring on that expert to answer the question for us. It might be a conversation all about masculinity and femininity. I don't know. It might be talking about, quote unquote, the game, which I absolutely um, cannot stand playing. It's not going to help me bring, it's not going to help bring me closer to my goal. All right, guys, that got a little heavy there at the end. So I want to say thank you so very much for sticking with me and tuning in. If you haven't checked out last week's bonus episode of when to give your date the benefit of the doubt, please do so. And it'll give a little bit more context for this week's recording. Um, Stay tuned for Monday's episode with Sarah Ezrin, a yoga instructor and expectant mother who we're going to talk about all about um, second chances for finding the man of her dreams who ended up being her husband. So uh, stay tuned next Monday. Um, A few quick ideas about how to date in Denver. Uh, We got Oktoberfest coming up this weekend and next. Um, Check it out. It starts at 2 p.m. on Friday, um, and then it goes until the end of um, September. Uh, Don't forget, if you'd like to join us for our three-day social media detox, head on over to the website and sign up for absolutely free. Uh, We start Friday mornings at 8, and we go through Monday mornings at 8. Otherwise, if you guys believe that this episode has value and you know a family member, a friend, a coworker, an ex that could benefit from the conversation today, uh, please share the episode with them. Um, Click the direct link, share it over text message, social media, or um, simply just tag us on Instagram. It's a lot of fun to start the conversation about what we're talking about today, guys. So um, until Monday, this is Dave Glazer in Denver, Colorado.